If there's anybody in here who cares enough to cheat, it's me. <laughs> Let's be honest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popular Science's Techathlon, tech news through games, trivia, and usually friendly competitions. I'm your host, Jason Letterman, and playing along with me today are Corinne, last full episode of the year Iosio. Is it sad? I feel like we had a good year. Like, I feel good about it. I'm not going to mourn no, being the last show. on to even bigger and better things in 2020. A whole other decade. That's right. Bring it. Stan, happy new year horror check. Did you guys fail as miserably as I did? On your New Year's resolutions? I I am succeeded. so much worse now than I was when I started. Listen, I still have two weeks to go to the gym every week, so yeah. it'll be the first two weeks I've gone, but I'll have done it. Good luck. Thanks. I don't mean that. <laughs> I hope you fail so I feel better about failing. Thanks, Stan. <laughs> and Rob, Auld Lang Syne Verger. What does that mean? Is that the thing from New Year's Eve? Yeah, it's, it's the, the song. Ah. Yes, it's our last full-length episode of the year, but don't fret, we'll be dropping a bonus episode or two in your feeds before we return in January. Now, normally at this point, I introduce the Techathlon Decathlon, 10 trivia questions to catch you up on the week's tech news. But because this is our end-of-year show, we're going to do an extended version to remind you of all of the important stories that happened in 2019. We thought about calling this the Double Decathlon, the Cosacathlon, or the 2019 Tech Trivia Year in Review, but like the names of many tech products, those are long, gimmicky, and wordy. So let's get started with the Tecathlon Decathlon X Plus Pro Max 5G 2019 edition. 20 trivia questions to catch you up on the year's tech news. Each of us is going to ask five questions on events that happened throughout the year. I'll start with January through March, then Rob will take April through June, Corinne July to September, and Stan will finish off the year. Whoever isn't playing host will buzz in to answer and get points for each question they correctly answer. They'll also have the opportunity to steal any question that their fellow panelists answer incorrectly as long as it's not true or false or multiple choice. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game will be declared an amazing podcast host slash genius. Did anybody right. else feel like Jason's prizes have gotten increasingly lame? Yeah. I thought they were always lame. Should Rude. We do, should we do something about it? I never win the prizes, so it doesn't matter. But I did bring a good prize, which is the uh, two eight-ounce Reese's peanut butter cups. So a full pound of Reese's peanut butter cups in just two cups. So That's enormous. It's a yeah. huge package. Oh my God. So can you just drop it on the table so people in podcast land really understand? That's two Reese's peanut butter cups. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I'm opening them so we can look at them. It wow. Deli- oh my God. They look really irresponsible. That's, it's like a pie. That's enormous. It is. Yeah. It's a Reese's tort. The wrapper is a proper plastic It is. Cup. It's a pie plate. You guys should know that I bought these at a gas station. So <laughs> That's awesome. That really completes the picture. If you can picture me at a gas station at 4.45 in the morning buying one pound of Reese's Cups. I, I can, in fact, picture <laughs> yeah. that. Yes. Anyone, None of this is hard. Anyone who has ever met me probably pictures me like that. Most That's of probably time, when you so. get your morning coffee, too, right? It is. All right, so the prize we're playing for is a literal pound of chocolate peanut butter cups. Let's get started. Question number one. In January, cell phone carriers began adopting the Shaken and Stern protocols, which enable call verification and alert users if there's a spam risk. This came at the urging of FCC Chairman Ajit Pai, who in November 2018 asked cell phone companies to do so, quote, without delay. Which major cell phone carrier was the first to adopt the technology? Corinne. Verizon. Verizon is incorrect. Oh, I was so sure. Rob. AT&T. Also incorrect. Stan. 
Is it T-Mobile? It is T-Mobile. I thought you were going to pull for Sprint. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I went for the I, win over the punchline this time. <laughs> this is the new me. Serious taken guy. <laughs> this is your New Year's resolution? Yeah. I would have thought it would have been AT&T trying to make nice with the FCC since all, all that <laughs> stuff happened so many years ago uh, with their um, – never mind. I lost my train of thought. But okay. Yeah. I didn't say Sprint for once. <laughs> Just trying to defend your horrible carrier choices. I mean, pretty soon there'll be T-Mobile. one company. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe somebody has a question about that so later. So he's not not right. He, right. <laughs> exactly. Either way, Stan would have been technically correct, the best kind of correct. Question number two. In iOS 12, Apple introduced group FaceTime, but they temporarily had to shut down the feature because of what bug? Stan. One of the FaceTime bugs was that the person calling could see through the camera before the other person picked up. Is that not this one? You've messed it up, though. Oh. It's it's right, but it's wrong. Okay. Does the camera not turn off? No, it's it's not the camera. It was the microphone. Ah, oh. uh, right. But it was, it was what happened is you could call someone, and before they even picked up, you could hear what they were saying. Right, You'd be like, oh, this butthead's calling me again. <laughs> right, but right. f- if you called yourself, it tricked the phone into thinking it was an active conference call and would activate their microphone. Right. I remember that. They fixed it really quickly. Though, yeah, right? so yeah. the flaw was discovered on January 28th by 14-year-old Grant Thompson, and it was fixed on February 7th. There you go. Yeah. Apple, for what it's worth, also compensated Grant. They didn't disclose how much, but they've been known to pay as much as $200,000 for white hat hackers, people who expose their bugs for Apple. Sure, bug bounty. A bug bounty. Question number three. One of the largest acquisitions in history took place earlier this year, changing the landscape of television and movies. Can you name the two companies involved? Stan. Disney and Fox. Disney and 20th Century Fox. So Disney now owns an estimated 40% of media market share and has a 60% controlling stake in Hulu, even as it launched Disney Plus, which is why you can bundle them along with fellow Disney property ESPN. Yeah, people are afraid that we're going to all live in Amazon warehouses in the future and Amazon's going to take over. But like it kind of more and more seems like we're all going to live in Disney World. It's like Disney Panopticon yeah, is di- basically what's going to happen. <laughs> right. The whole world will become Disney World. I'm going to go see Dr. Mickey Mouse <laughs> and my lawyer, Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't remember very few Disney characters for some reason. <laughs> well, now it's everyone. It's mm. the Avengers. It's the Guardians of Galaxy. It's everything. It's, it's literally. It's All Star the Disney Wars, characters. Star Wars. The Muppets. It's the Simpsons. Right. Spider-Man. They're, yeah. No, Spider-Man is Sony. Oh, yeah. That was a licensing agreement. I picked the one thing. The one one thing they this. don't own. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What large tech manufacturer sued the U.S. government in March, claiming it was singled out unconstitutionally by Congress in a defense bill and that the government was infringing on the company's rights? Corinne. DJI. It's not DJI. Oh, that felt like such a solid guess. It's a good guess, though. Stan. Is it Samsung? Not Samsung. You guys are smart not naming American companies. That's on the, you're on the right track there. Rob, you want to give this a guess? That was a really big hint. (laughs) It's uh, Huawei. It's Huawei. That's it. 
the whole saga of the U.S. government and Huawei has been going since last year, to be perfectly honest. But things really started to ramp up this year. You know what's really interesting about Huawei is that I feel like a lot of people in America have not heard of them and even fewer people have used their devices. But Huawei makes really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Huawei made a computer called the MateBook Pro. That is a really, really nice laptop. It's just wonderful. It's like a little 12-inch laptop. It weighs two pounds. It charges via USB-C. And it's just really excellent like hardware. And their smartphones did some of the coolest stuff this year. They had like the Mate 30 Pro had this like super slow motion mode that was really cool and the, the P30 Pro had this like 50 times zoom lens like they just make a lot of really cool stuff I understand that there's a perceived security risk about them but the hardware is really really interesting I yeah. love that you can just rattle off all those model names too. <laughs> yes. it's impressive it stands superpower yeah. yeah I would say that it was bragging if it wasn't just really sad <laughs> <laughs> and question number five the final question of the first quarter of the year in March 2019, Apple took a big risk and announced four new products at a standalone event. Yes, it's time to play. Can you name all of the things? You have to buzz in for each product. You get a point if you're correct. And if you're wrong or you can't think of an answer, you're out. So panel, name those four products. Rob. Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. Apple TV Plus. <laughs> Apple TV Plus. Apple News Plus. Apple News Plus. And it's... I forgot. Wow. Rob's okay. trying... cursy today. Yeah. I was trying to think of the last, Three one. Out of four. last one. It's um. Three out of News four. TV. News TV. Arcade. Arcade. Corinne. Is it the Apple Card? Apple Card. Oh. Apple Card. Rob's the only... Rob, you used the Apple Card, right? I do. I have one. And uh, it's been a pretty pleasant experience. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think... The quick kind of takeaway in the Apple Card is that if you're one of these like rewards chasers who's like really want the maximum amount of cash back or points or whatever, you can do better than the Apple Card. But if you're kind of like a middle of the road credit card user, you like things like Apple Pay and you like uh, two or three percent cash back, then it's probably a pretty good fit. At the end of my round, the score is Corinne has one, Stan has two, and Rob has four. Whoa. So well done. And Rob, I'm going to throw it over to you now for the next part of the year. All right, friends, we're going to pick up with April through June. And here's the first question. On June 3rd at the San Jose Convention Center in California at Apple's annual WWDC event. On my birthday. On Jason's birthday. The company first officially announced a new operating system for Macs that's called what? Stan. It's the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's Mac OS Catalina. Mac OS Catalina is the answer. Nice. That's, a, that's an excellent Step Brothers reference. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's on Netflix now, and I don't think it was for a long time, so I saw it, and I excitedly watched it. Step oh, Brothers? So does it still hold up? Uh, I don't know that it ever held up. I just It's very I, I stupid. I personally really like it. I it's a it's really stupid, funny but... movie, especially the first half. I tried watching it, and I couldn't get through no, the first you 10 just, minutes. It's, it's <laughs> just, and even like the second half, you, you don't even have to watch, but the first yeah. half is so freaking funny. Question seven. Speaking of developers' conferences, at Google's I.O. event in May, the company announced a new Pixel smartphone, a new live captioning feature for its phones, and a new dark mode for Android, just like Apple later announced at its WWDC. In computing, what does I.O. stand for? In, out. No. Wrong. Jason is wrong. <laughs> Jason was close. Um, 
Okay, if nobody gets... Oh, okay, never mind. Corinne. Interoperability? No. No. You're wrong. <laughs> Jason, just have my turn. I, I don't care. <laughs> it's it's input-output. It's input-output. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which actually okay. is a nice name for a developer's conference if you think about it, because it's yeah. like expressing things to the public and developers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Jason looked like his head was going to explode off. Uh, I was so, so... I was like... It's like his... Is this it Jason's, came to me the moment after I said in, out. Yeah. This is Jason's one chance to play in the, in the tech. Yeah, I only get to do this gotta, once yeah. a year. <laughs> Question number eight. Way back in April, it actually, you know, surprising how long ago this was, we learned that what new streaming service would actually be pretty inexpensive. Corinne. Disney Plus. Yeah, we did. Only six ninety nine. I know. And like... How many million people signed up? Ten million in like the first couple of days. In like the first five seconds. They broke it. They broke it. Yeah. Question number nine. In May, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos revealed plans for what new cosmic craft? Jason. The new Shepard 2. Uh, what? New, new Shepard. What's it going to do? It's going to bring space tourists into space. No, that's wrong. Corinne. It's going to beam the internet down from the places. That's also wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so fun telling people they're wrong. Stan. It's going to bring our trash civilization to the moon. Exactly. It's the blue moon lunar lander. Mm. Let's go ruin another place, jerks. <laughs> you had a funny line <laughs> in this article you wrote about this thing where you're like, the richest man in the world wants us all to live in a terrarium on the moon <laughs> to solve all our problems. <laughs> and I was like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. I feel like this is a good opportunity for a Mean Girls gif with Jeff Bezos saying, get in, loser, loser we're going, going to the, the moon. Nice. Cool. Question number 10. During Microsoft's Build Conference, a fancy HoloLens demo failed before a big keynote in a very embarrassing way. What cool thing was the demo attempting to explore? Jason. The Apollo launch. Apollo 11? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nice. Apollo 11. The rocket ship, the launch, the whole shebang. I was so bummed about that because all the headlines were like, Microsoft's dumb thing fails at jerk convention or whatever. <laughs> like, it was all so judgy. Rich nerds, screw up. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was so holier than thou about it. And then I went and looked up the demo, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like, it's like this amazing interactive demo of the Apollo 11, and like, re they're reacting and re like it recreates it in real time so you can see the thing lowering onto the moon. It's like yeah. amazing. The different sections of the rocket and... Yeah, if you ever want to, like, kill some time, like, just Google the, like, interactive Apollo 11 demo. It's it's, it's like a pretty awesome. impressive thing. Yeah, I really thought it was cool. I was so bummed it didn't work. Yeah, but it's a good angle to say, like, hey, like, this is cool. Yeah. All right, well, halfway through our year in review, the score is Jason has one, Corinne has two, and Stan and Rob are both tied with four points each. Whoa. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. We are halfway through our year in review, and it's Corinne's turn to take over as host. Corinne, what months are you going to be asking us about? We're going to be talking through the summer months, July, August, and September. All right. Take it away. We should also know that Corinne is hiding the questions from me, so I don't read them, but she doesn't know that I would never look at them because I don't care I'm about I'm hiding them, them from <laughs> Rob because he you've, cheats. You've gone from, 
I care about this so much, I'm going to really participate to I don't care in literally a matter of yeah. minutes. Literally yeah. don't bother hiding the answers from me. Ebbs and flows. Yep. If there's anybody in here who cares enough to cheat, it's me. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. All right, are we ready? Yeah. All right. In September, Nintendo dropped Mario Kart Tour on iOS, much to the glee of turtle shell flinging fans worldwide who would eventually push the game to the top spot among free downloads for the year. Now, the game includes many of our favorite features from the console-based version, but it also includes a new mode that, if activated, allows racers a short period of invincibility and the ability to gather unlimited items. What is this feature called? Rob. Invincibility mode? No. Jason? Frenzy mode. Yes, frenzy mode. Frenzy mode! Okay. You guys are my frenzies. Aw, <laughs> you're sweet. And a liar. <laughs> question number 12 is a multiple choice question. Now, it doesn't matter what smartphone makers do to upgrade their processors or their screens. The fact of the matter is, is that the thing that most people care about on their phone is the camera. Now, Apple clearly knows this with the upgrades that it made in its iPhone 11 lineup in September. They include a new artificially intelligent deep fusion mode that mashes up a group of your photographs, picks the pixels to make one photograph that is maybe moderately presentable. How many images does deep fusion merge into one image? A, 5, B, 7, C, 9, or D, lucky 13? Jason. Nine. It is. It's nine. nine. Point Jason. You know what's interesting about that mode is that Eight of the pictures that it takes happen before you push the button. That is the craziest thing to me. Yeah, like it's always taking pictures, and it once you push the button, it saves the previous eight and then takes one right when you push the button. All right, question number 13. Facebook just kept reaching for that brass ring in 2019, including announcing plans to launch a cryptocurrency called Libra. No sooner had that plan breathed air outside of Facebook HQ, then the company got slapped with a record $5 billion fine by the FTC for something actually completely unrelated to crypto. What scandal and overarching privacy concerns were at the root of the federal probe? Jason. Cambridge Analytica. Yes. Yeah, yeah what they did, Cambridge Analytica was a partner. Facebook got in trouble because it was giving partners too much leeway to, like, if an app in their network could gather much more information yes. than the users thought of. Basically, so like, the FTC is saying Facebook left the door open and it's yeah. their fault. So, like, the, Facebook was very careful to be like, Facebook never stole your information. Facebook never sold your information. They just didn't police it or manage yeah, we it. We just yeah. didn't stop these yeah. other people from taking your information. Yeah, and the FTC said there were other parameters of this decision. They ordered Facebook to develop an independent privacy committee for its board of directors and to remove, quote, unfettered control by Mark Zuckerberg over privacy concerns. Basically, they're like, step aside. And this was one of the many occurrences in 2019 in which a tech company got a huge fine of billions of dollars. Don't skip ahead. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say their stock— Someone's got two questions left. <laughs> their stock went up. Yes, the, Facebook uh, stock did go up, which is completely absurd. Because they're like, well, at least it wasn't $10 billion. That's literally <laughs> what the justification was. Yeah. Question 14, speaking of fines, Stan, 
Google in September was ordered by the FTC and the New York Attorney General to fork over $170 million for failing to comply with the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act on YouTube. What did the complaint say the video giant messed up? Jason. They were giving away information of children, which is against the the act. You're halfway to... there. I'll give it up then. So, Rob. My guess is that it's because they didn't do a good enough job policing the platform to make sure that people weren't posting videos that were exploitative to children. Um, well, they're not awesome at that, but that's not what we're looking for. Okay. Stan. Uh, was it that they're... That they were collecting personal information on kids through YouTube Kids, which wasn't supposed to do that. Yes, which is basically what Jason said. So I think I'm going to end up giving the point to Jason. The second part of it was that they used that data to sell targeted advertising that was Mm. served to children. Mm. It's no good. No good. Bad. All right. Question 15. Uber, along with several other gig economy tech companies, including Lyft and DoorDash, argued fiercely in September against a California law that would convert its army of freelance drivers to full-time employees. What somewhat laughable argument did the rideshare company's lawyers present as their rationale for not classifying drivers as staffers? Jason? That they weren't necessary to the company. Yes, that the drivers aren't core to their business. Uber was basically arguing that they are not a rideshare company, but they are a platform to enable the exchange of goods and services and make your life better. Oh, Jesus. Such bull. It's a series of blimps. (laughs) (laughs) That you just swing between. That would be fun. Let's do that. I would sign up for Uber Blimp. <laughs> it could happen. That was my nickname in high school, Uber Blimp. You just go, it's like, get on your roof now. <laughs> the wind is blowing. You have five minutes before the wind takes it away. Grab this string. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to brag, but I just swept Corinne's questions. So the score as it is now, Stan has four, Corinne has two, Rob has four, and I have six. Whoa. Oh, my God. I'm getting my butt kicked. All of my questions are about Billy Joel and chocolate chip cookies, too. So I'm pretty sure Jason's going Jason to. I'm going to nail sleep. this category. <laughs> All right, Stan, I'm going to toss it over to you to finish out the year, September through December. Let's hear those last five questions. Good. I'm really glad that I picked the right months because I wrote all these questions and then thought to check and make sure that I was actually <laughs> supposed to do the end of the year. All right, question number one. Big tech companies swallow up little tech companies all the time, but Google made a very notable addition to its collection in October of 2019. Google paid $2.1 billion for its new acquisition and earned itself some serious concern from the tech community about the data implications that came with it. What company did Google buy? Rob. Fitbit. It did. They bought Fitbit for $2.1 billion. And earlier in the year, they spent $40 million to buy some software for smartwatches from Fossil. So clearly an emphasis there. You have to wonder if Google will ever figure out how to make a kind of good wearable because their smartwatch line software system, Google, like, hasn't really done that well. Well, no, they're not going to figure out how to make them themselves. They're just going to acquire people that are better at it than them. Uh, Hopefully that strategy works for them. Yeah. Yeah, the big concern with the Fitbit acquisition was that Fitbit has all this health data that people have, you know, because Fitbit had just announced 
the new Versa 2 smartwatch and also a subscription service that lets people get personal training advice. <laughs> and then literally just a couple months later, Google bought them and all of that data. So we aren't entirely sure what's going to happen there yet, but that will that'll be a 2020 story. Stay tuned. Okay, question number two. Apple finally put its long-awaited Mac Pro for sale just as 2019 was coming to a close. It's a monster of a machine that can cost more than $52,000 if you crank the specs up to completely ridiculous levels. The base machine comes with just 32 gigabytes of RAM, but the upgrades can cost up to $25,000 if you want to hit the RAM maximum. How much RAM can you smush into the new Mac Pro? Rob. It's uh, 1.5 terabytes of RAM. Yeah, 1.5 terabytes. Nobody <laughs> needs RAM. that. We were talking about this earlier. Like a Pixar animator doesn't even need that. Yeah, I was talking to a – I'm writing a story about this and I was talking to a guy who does really high-end 3D graphic rendering for a, a high-end video production company. And I was like, does anybody really need 1.5 terabytes of RAM? And he goes, no. He's like, that's the first amount I've ever heard which sounds like too much. <laughs> he's like, he's like I, I bet I could find a way to use it all up because that's the kind of thing we're talking about that was like hardcore 3D rendering. Okay, question number three. On November 11th, DJI announced its newest drone, the Mavic Mini. It's a capable little flying machine with a 4K camera on an advanced stabilization system. It even has some pre-programmed flying patterns you'll find in the more advanced flying machines. Perhaps its defining factor, however, is its oddly specific weight of 249 grams. What is the significance of that number? Rob is Rob is on a rampage here. It's uh, under 250 grams, which is trying to get under an FAA regulation. Do you know what the FAA regulation is? It's about the weight of drones. <laughs> it's about what's considered a small personal drone, like a lightweight drone. <clears throat> What do you have to do if it's over two? Oh, you have to register it. Yeah, Rob. Rob knew it. I think we'll give okay, it to Rob. You okay. have to register it. With I tried the, to buzz in. <laughs> you have to register with the FAA any drone or flying machine that's 250 grams or more. So they they actually printed 249 grams on the side of it. That's awesome. Uh, so they were really don't put too many stickers on it. You'll push it over. Yeah. I've told people about this story or I've had people ask me what drone to get for Christmas holiday buying season or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, if you get the Mavic Mini, it's really good and you don't have to register it with the FAA. And they'll say like, what do you mean register? <laughs> like I fly my drone all the time and I've never registered it. And you just take a deep breath and you go, OK, buddy. Yeah. Like you're definitely you say don't say that on a podcast because they'll catch you. <laughs> right. You're definitely supposed to. My question number four. So what a <laughs> question number 19. 19. Yes. Hey, question number 19. The end of the year is as good a time as any to say goodbye. This year, we're officially saying farewell to an ill-fated mobile phone platform, which received its final security update in December. What is the name of this mobile phone platform that is now dead? Corinne. Windows phone? It is. Windows, <laughs> Windows 10 phone. Pour Windows one out. Windows phone 10, whatever it's called. Pour one out. Yeah, got its very last security update. So if you're using a Nokia PureView 909 mm-hmm. or some other phone that you really love. Yeah. Every time I look at that interface, all I think of is, oh, remember the Zune? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was interesting. There was an interview earlier, just not not too long ago, where Bill Gates said something along the lines of like, if Microsoft hadn't been really distracted by this antitrust thing that happened, we would have made 
a really good smartphone platform and Android wouldn't exist because we everybody would be using Windows Phone. They would have okay. cut everybody off. Yeah. Hmm. Sure, Bill. That's a, no, that, I, that's a uh, dubious argument. <laughs> I have a friend who got hired by Microsoft in 2015. And when she went in for her interview, she had a Windows phone and everyone in the office came over to look <laughs> at her Windows phone during the interview. That's hilarious. No one believed she still had it one. bad. Windows phone was a real plucky idea of like... Those let's little m- tiles. Yeah, let's make the phone really work with the PC. And then it just never... Yeah. Just never clicked. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know what the score is and I've been saying the numbers of the questions wrong. <laughs> so I guess it's good that we're coming to the end of my segment. The final question is a multiple choice question because I was allowed one. And I don't care about the rules. If somebody gets it wrong, I think you should be able to get it. No. You're the host. You're in charge. Oh, yes. I can make the rules whenever I want. Uh, yeah. So this, this is – This question is worth 11 million <laughs> points. <laughs> you have to answer it wrong. <laughs> I can answer this question – And it can catch me up because I'm losing real bad. (laughs) All right. Question number 20. 2019 was a real raging tire fire of a year, but it's December, which means everyone's going to look back and reminisce about the time gone by. Google recently released its list of the most popular search terms, and it's a potent mix of scandals, pop culture, and people that died, sadly. I'm going to list four search terms, and you're going to have to tell me which one ranked the highest among them. The... Options are A, Avengers Endgame, B, iPhone 11, C, Disney Plus, or D, Hurricane Dorian. Jason. Avengers. That is wrong. Anybody else want to guess? Rob. iPhone 11. Nope, that's wrong too. Uh Uh-oh. Disney Plus. Yes, Disney Plus was the number one search. I think I would have guessed Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Because people like looking for movies. And it times. seems like to have but the, a broader appeal. But in looking for Disney Plus, you are also now looking for Avengers Endgame. See <laughs> that how is, that works? That is true. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so the list was Disney Plus, Cameron Boyce, who was an actor that died, Nipsey Hussle, who also died, Hurricane Dorian, and Antonio Brown, who was a scandal uh, scandalous NFL player. A so, scandal person. Yeah, not exactly the happiest no. top five. I no, think but let's watch some there. cartoons. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, I don't know what the score is, but I know I didn't write any more questions. <laughs> I, I, in fact, know what the score is. So tied with four points each are Stan and Corinne. I have six points, but the winner and an amazing podcast host slash genius is Rob Verger with seven points. Oh, my God. Well Rob, done. Congratulations. Here's this giant peanut butter Holy cup. crap. I would like to share this with you guys. Wait, wait, wait. No. No, 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 uh, no you're not allowed. <laughs> I'm going to drop it. the whole thing by yourself yep. in one bite. Wow. Oh, it is, it's a lot it of chocolate hefty. and peanut butter. Well, enjoy that. Thank, Thank you. you, panel, for a wonderful year of Techathlon. Thank you, listeners, for playing along with us. Enjoy your holiday season, and we'll see you before the end of the year for another edition of Popular Science's Techathlon. Techathlon is a popular science podcast. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so subscribe wherever you're listening now. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will help other people to find the show. You can buy our merch, including t-shirts, tote bags, and mugs at popsci.threadless.com. The show is produced by the entire PopSci tech team and me, Jason Letterman. Our theme music is by Billy Cadden. If you have questions, suggestions, or opinions to share, tweet us at Techathlon Show. Thanks for listening.